Hey, it's Chris here, and I've got a quick favour to ask you. If you've not reviewed Youpreneur FM on iTunes yet, can I point you in the right direction to do so? You see, reviews and ratings on iTunes are among the most important metrics for a podcast to rank well, something obviously that every podcaster is striving for, myself included. And as you can probably appreciate, it takes a lot of work to produce this show each week, and it would mean the world to me personally, if you were to just take the one minute needed to leave a quick review, which you can do so by simply visiting chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes. Thank you so much for doing so. And on with this week's episode. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. A place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 322 of Youpana FM. Yes, this is our pre-Christmas show pre-Christmas show. And actually, we're going to go back into the archives a little bit and resurface probably one of my favorite all-time episodes of the show with the one and only Mark Schaefer. We're going to be talking all about how you can pivot next year and beyond into a personal brand business model. Maybe you've got a brand that's already been built up for a while and you want to put more of you and what you're all about in that brand. Maybe you're starting from scratch. Whatever the case may be, myself and Mark's conversation today is without a doubt going to help you go ahead and achieve whatever those plans are going into 2019 and way, way, way beyond. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums, and you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. So onto my conversation with Mark. Like I said, probably one of my favorite conversations from the archive, a good 60 or 70 episodes in the past. But we talk all about how Mark managed to revamp his own brand, his own personal brand within a very crowded industry. We talk about micro pivoting and how that'll help your entrepreneurial journey when it comes to building a profitable personal brand. And then we dive into what we can do to truly scale a personal brand business and why it's important to kind of almost begin with the end in mind when it comes to the planning of that. I know you're going to love this conversation between Mark and I. Get a notebook ready, my friend, because you're going to need it. Here we go. Mark, welcome to the show. I am delighted to be here, sir. My delightful meter is probably higher than yours, I think, right now. No, it's impossible. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good. 
I'll I'll accept that. I'll accept it. And my delightful and, meter is covered with marshmallows right now. So oh, there. Yeah, you got me. All right, you got me. So here's the thing, man. I I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. It took you coming from and I mean it's not like we haven't known each other. We have, but it took you coming from America to Scotland, me coming from the Philippines to Scotland for us to enjoy a meal and a certain amount of scotch to say I'm coming on the pot we got to get you on the show and here you are so but that's the know. that's the beauty of our world isn't it i yes. mean we make these social media connections and they're sort of weak relational links we know they're out there we start to learn about people and then when you have the chance to meet somebody face to face that's when the magic really happens and the relationship is sort of pre-populated because you already know something about the person. Right. And that, Chris, is the best part of my job is to have like that social media presence that leads to connections like this and, and to have a nice dinner with someone like you, you know, someone from the Philippines I never would have known before. Right. There you go. No, I couldn't agree more. And and actually, I, I'll go out and say it. My trip to Edinburgh was a great trip, but hanging out with you that evening and getting to know you better was easily the highlight. And I will say yeah. that live here on the show. Same I, here. Same here. Very much uh, believe that. So um, I wanted you to come on. I mean, you know, there's so – and I say this. I'm, I've been saying this a lot recently with my, my guests, and it just goes to show you the quality. Everybody tuning in, the quality – of people that are coming on this show nowadays. I keep, I, I start almost every show with, we could go in so many different directions here. <laughs> um, and, and I just feel so blessed to be in a position to get great people like yourself on. I mean, we could go in a lot of different directions here. We could go into the consulting direction. We could go into the authoring and the book writing direction. We could go into the speaking direction and, and everything else that goes along with how many books have you written? Like, I don't know, 79 or something? Okay. So, <laughs> six, yeah. So, six I mean, not, not, six not, include, not including new updated editions. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So, I mean, you know, you've, you've, you've been leading the way here in this social media marketing, you know, media marketing world for quite some time. Um, and what I want to kind of dive into here is how you have personally continued to kind of revamp, repivot, rebrand you and yourself within the industry because it moves very, very fast. Six books is, is proof to that point, right? Um, and I'd love to know what you've done to not only stay top of mind and relevant in the industry and everything, but what you've done either strategically or maybe a little bit serendipitously in regards to you know your own personal brand journey. Can you take us on a bit of a journey? I would be happy to. Okay, good. Let's ga gas up Put some petrol in the car and get going here. Yes, let's do it. So I'm assuming you were well, born at a very young age. <laughs> Kick it off. Go on, take us on the ride. I was, yeah, I was, I, was, I was very young when I was born. Yes. Um, well, the, the thing that has always driven me is, is intellectual curiosity. I, I just – I love to learn. I love to – try new things. And as it turns out in my career, about every five years, I reinvent myself. 
And um, because I want to do something different, I want to do something new. So I actually started out um, as a journalist. I started out as a as a writer and uh, discovered that um, I could make a lot more money working in a corporate setting uh, in uh, public relations where I became uh, a, sort of a writer for um, company publications and uh, did some media relations for a number of years. And But when I was in college, I took a few marketing classes and I took the classes too late to change my major, but mm. I fell in love with it. Mm. And my goal over time was to get into marketing. So um, after I spent some time in PR, I went to the company. I said, well, I want to get into marketing. And they said, well, to get into marketing, you really need to spend some time in sales first. You need to get out there and learn the products and learn the customer. So, okay. So I actually spent about eight years in sales, and that was a, a great experience. Uh, at one point in my life, I had probably one of the biggest sales jobs in, in the world. I had a, one account that bought $1.5 billion worth of product off of us each year. Oh, wow. I had a one-line job description. Do not lead, lose the account. <laughs> and finally, I got into marketing. <laughs> I had a fantastic opportunity to get into really B2B uh, marketing and to lead uh, lead a team, lead a business. Uh, I was uh, had accountability for pricing and product development, and uh, I got even into like transportation and distribution, which, you know, it was wonderful because, you know, those are all the, the four P's of marketing. It still matters. I mean, it still matters a lot. And a lot of people, I think, get intoxicated with content marketing and social media. And, right. But, you know, the, you have to take a holistic view. And the many years I spent in this traditional marketing uh, role really were – it was a great, great experience. And you know, I got my MBA along the way and also got a, a master's degree in applied behavioral sciences along the way. And then it was – I got to that you know, five, six, seven-year mark and I was – it was time to reinvent myself again. And the internet was beginning and – a company was dabbling in internet things and trying to figure out what that was all about. And I had some big ideas about how we could possibly buy and sell products on the web. And it was kind of a revolutionary notion at that time. They said, well, we think you're right. So we want you to join this new corporate internet marketing team that we that we put together. And I ended up leading the whole thing. So um, I was the global director of e-business for a Fortune 100 company was responsible for not just internet marketing, but for customer integration and customer portals and CRM and business to business integration and had a big global team. And it was a great, great experience, but it was time to reinvent myself again. <laughs> I mean, you know, time has a way of creeping up on you. I get it. it well, kind of, it kind of hit the the five-year mark, the you know, this, then the six-year mark, and I, I, you know, I had a great career and a great job, but I, I was really ready to do something else, and so the company was going to move me over to Switzerland and and um, to take on a, a type of job, and I was in a kind of in a personal situation where I just couldn't really move overseas, and we went back and forth for about six months, and 
I said, you know, it's time. I think it's time to do something else. I, I was at a good point in my life where I could take a bit of a risk and be more entrepreneurial, start my own business. So I started consulting and started teaching. So that was the next iteration to be a marketing consultant in, you know, around 2006, 2007, 2008, you really needed to start to learn social media. So I immersed myself in social media, started a blog, started creating content. The blog caught on. Um, I have a blog called uh, Grow at businessesgrow.com. And that led to interest from book publishers, started creating books, started speaking. And so uh, really since 2008, I've been working – uh, as a consultant, and and the beauty and the fun of what I'm doing now is I think now that I'm in my own business, I have my own responsibility to pivot as right. an entrepreneur. Right. I have my own opportunity, and 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 I love this question that you ask because as someone who's self guiding now, I mean we live in a world. Period. I mean whether you're an entrepreneur or not, we live in a world now where no one's taking you up the corporate ladder. No one's holding your hand to the next step. Hmm. You have to be responsible. You have to be accountable. And so how do you acquire the skills you need? How do you acquire the connections you need? How do you move to that next step? And that has been a a very fun and interesting journey. And uh, so I've been kind of making – for the last eight or nine years, I guess it's almost nine, almost 10 years, uh, they're kind of making micro movements, getting into new, new types of content, getting into speaking. Now with my new book, Known, it's really a, 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 another bit of a pivot, but it's not a pivot that would shock anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not disenfranchising this audience that I've built. I mean, you and I have worked so long to build this audience who we, who we love, who are our friends, who help us make our dreams come true. And so I don't, I never want to let that, that group of people down. And so I, I I make these, these little micro pivots, uh, along the way that keep it interesting and fun for me. Um, but I'm always pushing to the next thing. I mean, that I think maybe that's part of what I'm known for, Chris, is just what's new, what's new, what's next, what's right. next. Yeah. And, I mean, for, uh, for me, that's that certainly it exciting. It, it does. And I mean, for me, that's certainly the way I've, you know, got to know you and followed you through the years is the fact that you're always, I mean, you're there, man. I'm clicking my finger here into my mic, everyone, as, as I'm, you know, you're, you always seem to be on point. You always seem to be relevant in what you're doing. So, you know, it might feel like there are only very subtle pivots here and there, maybe when needed or when 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 wished for. Um, but I think those little subtle pivots have been quite key to the way that you've enabled to not only continue to grow your business, but your own personal brand along with that community that comes with that. Would you agree? Oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, um, it's a, it's just a great question. I'm glad you asked it because no one's really asked me about that before. And I think there is a, a really interesting lesson here because 
a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space, especially if they're trying to get into consulting, are, are looking at what do I want to be known for? Right. What is the niche that I'm going to occupy? And I, I want to encourage your listeners to think about maybe your niche is you. <laughs> you know, maybe you own it. Maybe it doesn't really matter what everybody else is doing. To stand out today, you have to be original. And to be original, you have to bring your own history, your own story, your education, your family experiences, your your heritage into your narrative. And if you have the confidence and the courage to do that, to show yourself a bit, then you will be original. By definition, you'll be original. And it's a bit, you know, it's it's a bit of a risk. It's for me, I mean, I haven't specialized in like, you know, Facebook advertising, like sure. our friend John Loomer. I haven't specialized in something. Basically, my specialty is is me. It's my voice. And I just I'll tell you, I've never never told this story, Chris, but I mean, one of the biggest mistakes I made as an entrepreneur was to try to create this message and force it on people. I mean, this is my thing. This Mm. is my thing. And Mm. this is the message I'm going to deliver to you. And two things happened when I did that. First of all, nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well, surprise, surprise, right? <laughs> the second thing is I got bored. <laughs> okay. And when I started to relax <clears throat> and when I started to say, look, I'm just going to be myself. If I feel funny today, I'm going to be funny. If I feel upset about something today, I'm going to be upset. Oh, I love this. Keep when, going. When, 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 I, when I had the courage to just really follow my own heart and follow and and just allow myself to show through. Here's what happened. Instead of me finding my ideal audience, my ideal audience found me. And what I discovered was it wasn't here in Tennessee in America where I live. It was the world. The world found me. It completely changed my life and changed my view by having that courage. And I think you've gone through the same journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think actually a lot of a lot of the listeners to Youpreneur FM have gone through that journey or they are embarking upon that journey now. Um, you know, I mean, I what I love about you and I think one of the reasons why we gelled so quickly when we got the chance to actually be in person with each other is because I think honestly, genuinely, I think we're from a very very similar mold in regards to our sales background, in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, what we've been doing to build our own personal brands, and also in regards to how we champion the people that we want to help and serve so much and, and, and telling them it's okay to be you. I mean, this is Youpreneur FM. You know what I mean? Like, beautiful. it's it's beautiful okay to, to be you. Yeah. It's fine to be you, you know? Well, and you, and you have to be you. I mean, if people, if you asked your listeners, well, what, what do you love about my show? Because, you know, Chris, you I mean, you're, 
you're smart and you're energetic and you're experienced. But you know what? There are a lot of people out there that are smart and energetic and experienced. But the, what the people love about the show, it's it's you. Sure. It's your perspective and your humor and your humanity. And that's what makes you stand out above this tsunami of competition in this mm-hmm. space that you're mm-hmm. in. And, I, and, and that that's made the difference. It's made the difference for me. It's one of the reasons why I, number one, I, I don't get bored doing what I do. I really love what I do. But number two, you know, I, I think one of the most incredible things that we can in, you know, experience as content creators. And I don't use the term thought leaders or influencers mm-hmm. or whatever. I just, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I, I create it content and, and yeah. I help people. One of the things I love more than anything else is when people come up to me at events or, you know, send me a quick email or a quick private message on yeah. social or whatever. Yeah. And they just say, you helped me do this. Or I listened to this show and I was on the floor with tears rolling down my face. Like that's the kind oh, of crap that I live amazing. for. You know what I mean? Me too. I, just, I love it. Yeah. I well, love me it. too. And you know, I've, I've, <clears throat> it, it, it brings up an incredible thing I've learned in the last year or so. You know, I've been uh, the last couple of years. I've been working on this new book called Known, and it's yep. it, it's it, it's like, can you? The problem that I was obsessed with was trying to figure out, is there a process, is there a plan to scale a personal brand? Is there something anybody could follow? Can anybody do this? And so that's what I immersed myself in for a year and a half to try to figure that out. Here's one of the things I I learned, Chris. I interviewed nearly 100 people for this book, and these are people who are known in their field Mm All around the world, in different in different occupations, real estate, construction, education, fashion, music, art, banking, and I found that there was a pattern. And when I interviewed these people, another thing I kept hearing was, you know, what keeps me going is I know I'm having an impact on people. Hmm. I know I'm making a difference. And I thought, this just can't be a coincidence. And when I started getting into the research and the psychology behind, it's really the psychology of consistency. What keeps you going, even when you're tired, even when you're sick, even when your family is starting to get tired of your entrepreneurial efforts? And what keeps people going, a big part of that is having this purpose to know This is something that's going to make a difference. It's not just about the money. It's about following something that you really believe in. Sometimes you know that at the beginning, and sometimes it doesn't really happen until after you get into it for a while. I think that's the way it was for me. I mean, I pursued something because I was just vitally interested in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then people started giving me feedback. Well, you know, you and I, you mentioned that we did this thing in Scotland and that was actually the second year in a row I had done this. And the first year at the end of the event, this young lady came up to me and she said, you, I've learned so much from your blog and your books and you took time out to answer my questions online when nobody else was answering my questions. She said, and you inspired me 
to pursue what I pursued. She said, I am who I am because of you. Mm. That's just, she te- yeah. She had tears in her eyes and I had tears in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I said, the irony is I am who I am because of you. Because you of go. a moment like this, that that's what keeps me going too, is I know I'm having an impact on people. And, you know, this, this, this book, I mean, that's been, been the diff, big difference in this book. My sixth book is that everybody's loved my other books and they said, oh, it's really changed my business. The difference in this book is people said or saying, this is a book that's changed my life. Amen. The first review, the first review on Audible is, is from a fellow in the UK and the headline is, this is the most inspiring book I've ever heard. It's just like, wow, I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, so now <laughs> that'll that, that'll keep me going for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pivot required for the foreseeable no future for Mark. Right? <laughs> I mean, it, it it is an incredible book, and I and I suggest to everybody that you pick up a copy. We'll put a sh- obviously a a link to the Amazon page uh, on on the show notes, uh, which will be over on uh, chrisducker.com forward slash episode two four seven for you guys tuning in. But I mean, what I what I loved about it actually, and 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 I'm sure you will not take this the wrong way at all. The book was great. Don't get me wrong. What I loved about it more than anything else were the case studies. It was the mm. stories of the real people doing what they did, how they did it. And I mean, you know, it's not easy to collate, you know, to collate those stories, to pick them, uh, to, and then obviously to somehow immerse them into a manuscript, which is ultimately you know, a bit of a how-to guide to, you know, I mean, it is, it's a how-to guide. It's a handbook is what it is. So, I mean, talk about like how, uh, how, how did you, like, I'm just curious from an author perspective as now, because I mean, I am bang smack at the tail end of approving final edits for my second book, which will be out uh, early 2018. And I'm curious to know, how did you, you know, how do you get to the point of figuring out where to place those case studies in the book? I'm, I'm curious because I struggled with it a little bit this time around. I didn't with virtual freedom because I think it was more kind of easier just to drop them in at certain points. But with this one, I wanted to make them a little bit more relevant to certain sections of the book. I'm curious to know what your thought process was. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting quite selfish here now. I'm getting free consultation is what I'm doing. <laughs> You won't. You will. You will not. You will not believe the process that I use. Go on. It's ridiculously I, simple. Probably. Okay. So, I have. I have an outline of the chapters of the book, and and again, when when I write a book, I let the research write the book. I don't have the final answer. It's very, it's a very scary process, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I let the research tell the story. Now I had kind of a hypothesis before I went in, but I did the academic research to support, I, you know, I, I, then I did some like really original research, research by interviewing all these people, but here's what I do, Chris. I take a piece of paper, like one of these easel pad sized pieces of paper and I write the name of the chapter on each individual page. So if there are 12 chapters, there are 12 pages I paste on a wall around my office. Then I take little sticky notes <laughs> Love it. of the research, the ideas, the interviews, and the stories. And I put – I literally physically put the sticky notes on these pages. And then you have a, visu- a visualization – 
of the entire book, the flow of the book. And you might rearrange the pages. You say, well, I need this chapter instead of here, this chapter. Wait a minute. This story, I had it here, but I just talked to somebody else and I don't need that anymore. I'm going to move that story over to this and this one. I literally physically move the story from chapter to chapter to chapter so you can visualize the flow and how it all fits in. And then the the book just writes itself. I love the simplicity of it. It's, 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 it, it is very, it's old school as old school can be. It's paper and sticky pads, but there's, I haven't found an electronic way, a digital way to visualize a whole book. I mean, as you know, writing a 60,000 word book is, it's the hardest thing I've ever oh, done. It totally. is the, absolutely a grueling, grueling, excruciating. It's a family commitment because, uh, you know, it, it, you just lock yourself in a room and pound this stuff out. And the way I write is that you can't, for me at least, you can't do a little bit at a time. To, t- to do a 60,000 word narrative, you can't stop and start because you waste so much time reorienting yourself. So the only time I can really write is over the Christmas holidays because my business world is too, it's too intense. I'm traveling, I'm Mm -hmm. speaking, uh, I'm meeting with clients all over the world. And so I just block out, you know, really almost two months, maybe six to eight weeks. And, and once you do that process, once you've got those papers on the wall, you've done all your research, you've done all your interviews, you know what belongs where, then you just sit down and you, and you piece it all together like a big puzzle. I love I, I love the simplicity of it all. I love, I'm an index card guy, so maybe mm-hmm. slightly similar, where I have yeah, you know sure. uh, titles of, of chapters and and maybe a few little bullet points. Then I might slam some post-it notes on there as well. So similar sort of type of deal. But um, I, I mean, I just it amazes me where I see people. Oh, I'm using Trello and and this, that, and the other, and all these other kind of uh, online tools to do this stuff. And I'm like, you know. They didn't have all, you know, they didn't have this stuff, you know, 200 years ago. You know what I mean? They didn't have it 100 years ago or 50 years ago. You know, the, you know when Napoleon Hill r- was writing his books, when Zig Ziglar, I love Zig Ziglar's books, right? Oh, so Zig, yeah, when, sure. when Zig, you know, I'm going to sit down and write myself a book, and he would do that, right? And he would, he would sit down yeah. and write the darn book on a typewriter as well. I know. You know, I mean. Mind, mind-blowing. Just just amazing just amazing so what do you do now then as we wrap up here with all these years i mean you know let's face it uh, you know an over overnight success after 20 years of hard graft right in the game <laughs> i mean how how do you now how do you as the author of a book you know teaching people how to grow their personal brand in the digital age, how to, you know, uh, become known. How do you continue to be known, Mark? I mean, like, what are you going to do in the next 5, 10, 15 years to make sure that you're still the guy that people come to for, for this stuff? Well, I think it's it's very simple. You have to be relevant and superior, the moment you're not relevant and superior, you'll be replaced. There is just too much competition today 
Um, mm. You know, five years ago, if you had a blog or if you had a podcast, it was a novelty. And people might be attracted to you because you're the first uh, podcast about uh, being an entrepreneur. So you you know you you stand out because you're the first. But that can't last. So you just have to always be relevant. You have to be superior. I f- I just fight for that every day. My personal promise to my audience in whatever type of content they consume, whether it's my blog, my podcast, my books or whatever, is that I will never let you down. It will, this is going to be worth your time. Hmm. Your time is so precious. It's an irreplaceable commodity. I will never waste your time. I will never let you down. It will be interesting. It will be relevant. It will be timely. And we'll even have some fun along the way. It'll be entertaining. And it, that's hard. It's a big commitment, but that's where you have to be. And you just have to keep pushing and thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next. You know, what do I need to talk about? Where do I need to be? Uh, because you have to be relevant and superior. God, so good. Mark Schaefer, I love you. I think you're great. <laughs> love you too, buddy. <laughs> I really do. Um, Thanks for coming on. I want to get you back again very, very soon. You know, oh, now, please do. Now that you've, now that you've, you know, you've, you, you've popped your Upener FM cherry. We got to get you back here. We got to get you back here more regularly. Um, you guys need to pick up a copy of Known again. I'm going to put a a uh, link in the show notes. ChrisDucker.com forward slash episode two four seven. Make sure you go check that out. You can check out businessesgrow.com, which is where uh, Mark and everything he does lives online. And uh, I think uh, I think that kind of wraps it up. I think we did a darn good job here, Mark, of telling the story of your journey. I, I, I believe we did an exceptional job. It was, it was a dandy job. <laughs> it was a dandy job. There you go. Thanks again, buddy. Thank you, Chris. All right. For you guys tuning in, you know, you know, I'm going to be back at you again next week. Until then, take care and do a dandy job for yourself. And don't forget, though, when you're doing that dandy job, stay relevant and stay superior. See you soon. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.